everybody. Welcome to the Mission Z Empowering Change podcast. I am your host, Paul Vecchioni, coming to you from the Long Island area for your substance abuse prevention and mental health awareness. We are sponsored by Long Island Prep and Pioneer Sports, who want you to stop doing it yourself. They help schools, camps, and municipalities start, run, and grow a successful sports program. You can check them out at playpioneersports.com. We all know what the Mission Z podcast is about these days. We are trying to get out there and speak to people who are making a difference um, out in their communities, bring them here with us so they can talk about how they're doing that, making a difference to help Generation Z and our children face the difficult issues uh, that they are encountering these days. And we want to hear all about that. From our guest today, her name is Sabrina Oso, founder and CEO of Oso Safe. Feel safe where you live, learn, work, and play. She is a TEDx speaker, author, and real estate agent on creating and maintaining uh, respect in homes, workplaces, and schools. So Sabrina's personal and professional experience uh, with the subject allows her to bring a unique and holistic approach as a solution. She is a professional dancer and teacher. She uses her performance abilities to educate on the subject. And as a real estate agent, she is bridging the real estate industry with Oso oh Safe. We are so happy to speak with Sabrina today. So let's bring her on. Sabrina, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Paul. It's so it's great, great to be here with you. And it's 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 great to have you. You know, Oso oh Safe is a great organization. I was looking up some things and reading up on, you know, some things and, you know, the, the work you're doing um, could not be more important. I feel like, you know, and you and I were speaking off the air for a while about what I do and what you do, but you know, it's, it's all about helping people. It's all about keeping our children safe. It's all about keeping that, you know, um, we are the gatekeepers of the future, you know, and when we hand the keys over to our kids, we want it to be a safe place to live, live and, 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 you know, uh, learn. So, so let's, let's hear all about Oh So Safe and then we'll kind of get into some of these things. Sure. sure. Uh, I've had enough therapy. I've been in and out of therapy for quite some time to be comfortable enough to say that uh, I am a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis. My mother would beat me. So I know firsthand how traumatic it is to live in that type of environment. And uh, basically, Oso Safe started out as a one-woman show that I wrote, choreographed, and performed uh, as a, a one-woman show and also with my dance students at the time, which was really cool in retrospect. Um, I play different women being abused. She goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's pulled back into the terror of violence. Um, the show ended really strong, really empowering. And I did a lot of research for the show, Paul. Um, I could not believe the statistics that I was finding. So, uh, and the name of the show is Home Sweet Home Question Mark. And I, I said to myself, I need to make this into a business, a bona fide business with products and services that could really help people and really uh, and really make an impact in the home, especially. I mean, we, we have three markets, um, real estate, uh, workplaces and schools slash universities. Uh, but the focus is in homes, you know. And I have to say, I wish I had my own products and services when I was growing up, because if I did, my father would not have gotten away with half the things he got away with. 
and I it would have been a, a completely different reality. So um, I'd also say if we combine education and technology to create and maintain respect in homes, workplaces, and schools. I could go in more detail about that in the interview, but that's a synopsis. I hope I answered the question. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, first of all, I I find it very um, enlightening and very inspiring that you would take, you know, a situation that you encountered as a child, um, you know, as as awful as as that is, and then turning it into something where you can help others, you know, can you kind of bring us through that that process? What I mean, I know you just kind of gave us, you know, the brief of it. But at what point did you kind of realize, you know, look, um, what I went through was something that I don't want other kids to go through. And I'm going to try to take my experience, um, you know, with that and and really apply it to change the lives of others who might also be suffering. Yes. Um, I really thought long and hard about this. Like what, what would make the difference? What would really make an impact as I mentioned? And I traced it really in real estate. I'm a real estate agent. So I have a lot of resources. I have a number of contacts. And uh, whether you live in a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single-family home, a multifamily dwelling, a two-family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home, a dormitory, a senior community. I think I covered all the types of residencies that you could possibly live in. When you put that key in your lock, you should feel like it's home and not hell. You should feel like you could exhale and that it's your sanctuary and not a war zone. So we created our core product is the also safe certifications for properties. And this entails for a property owner to purchase the also safe home sweet home package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. So we are marketing this to the real estate industry uh, we want this to propagate over all types of residency, whether you rent, whether you own, whether you have a mortgage or not, it, it shouldn't matter. But we are focusing on the landlord tenant portion right now because that's the path of least resistance, if you will. And we're saying, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us. We'll get your property also safe certified. You buy the package and it's $125 per per unit. So whether you're single, one person, or whether you are a family of five or six or four, it's $125. What does that get you? A policy. It basically states, I, as a landlord, I provide you a safe space for you to live. You in turn is my resident, as my tenant. You promise to not act in any way, shape, or form abusively. Otherwise, you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises, and we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. The second component is the seminar, the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Seminar. And the seminar, everybody gets educated, Paul, both adults and children alike, on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse the difference between abuse and discipline, what constitutes a good relationship, what are the warning signs of a bad relationship. So that way, you know, there's no surprises. Oh, I didn't know that pulling my partner's hair constitutes abuse. Now you know. And I want to say in with the policy and the seminar, children have a say 
on who they want to live with. So we don't wait until they're 18 years of age. We are saying you have a voice, you have choice in a no-so-safe certified property because waiting, and I know you understand this, because waiting until they're 18 years of age, it's too almost late. too late to do anything. Right. They will resort to drugs, to alcohol, get involved in gang-related activity. Uh, they will get involved with the wrong people, perpetuating that cycle of violence and abuse. Or the worst of it probably is committing suicide. Why? When you can, children know from teeny tiny all the way up to through high school, they know who make them feel safe. So let's say mom and dad are both violent, abusive, chaotic, dysfunctional. So, but the child has an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a close family friend that can take them in, that is willing to take them in. So we facilitate this in an oh-so-safe certified property. We do not wait until they're 18 years of age for them to have agency over their lives. We basically map it out all on the policy and on the seminar. And we use our children's book, which is behind me. Uh, it's been a year that it's been published. It's called the it's called Home Safe Home for You and Me. And it's a staple for all of our properties. For any OSO Safe certified property, it lays the groundwork. It, it lays the foundation that you have voice kids, you have choice, and we're calling all children oh-so-safe kids, whether they are safe at home or not safe at home. And we are encouraging them to say the oh-so-safe kids cheer. I want to live where I am oh-so-safe and I am oh-so-safe with, and they get to fill in the blank. An oh, aunt, wow. an uncle, a grandparent, a close family friend. And if they have nobody... We we say it's okay. We meet them where they're where, where they are at. And we say we're working as fast as we can to get everybody safe. But if you have somebody that's willing to take you in, say who that is. And we realize that they could lie, right? Kids are petrified of their abusive parents, abusive step parents. We get it. But we know for a fact, and I, I lived it, abuse um. Parents that are abusive can only keep their poker face on for so long before they actually, they show their abusive colors. They could pretend for about a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, but sure enough, somebody's going to get verbally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. And then we we know we know what's what we we know we the child is is scared their body language is different maybe they'll say no 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 I'm safe with mom and dad but it's not true so so I I just went over the policy the seminar the app uh, I hired a software company to according to my specifications to detect violent like movements so. You have the app installed and it issues alerts to the landlord. Let's say they have 10 units. Oh, I just got an alert from my unit two and I just got an alert from my unit 10. You just beat the crap out of her in my unit two and you just beat the crap out of him in my unit 10. Well, this is grounds for eviction. You knew that this was going to happen. In an also safe certified, certified property, you're held to a higher regard, a higher standard. 
you have to go. And I have to keep the rest of my tenants safe and empowered and positive. Wow. So that's the uh, the app. Then the fourth and final component are therapists assigned to the property. You are required in a no-so-safe certified property to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? Just to give an example, well, Mr. and Miss Therapist, uh, my kid came home with bad grades. We're not going to verbally disparage him or her. We're not going to beat them up. We know better. We live in your property. We're all we're all also safe certified, but help us through this because we don't know how to handle it. So all of these components, Paul, working together makes for uh, prevention versus yeah. waiting for an episode of violence to occur. Police come, bad news travels fast. Did you hear what happened in Unit 2A? Oh my gosh, I was in the elevator with the father or the mother. I thought something was off, but I didn't know. Is, wow. is something else going to happen? It's all preventative. And our logo, which is behind me, gets placed outside of the property. So that way for any vehicle or pedestrian traffic looking for a place to live, wow, I know what that logo means. They are, they practice safety. They make respect a required standard. And I would rather raise my kids in an oh so safe certified property versus one that isn't. So I'm sorry if I... I talked a lot, but I wanted to give a good summation of everything to kind of paint the picture. And yeah. this is what we are introducing and marketing to the real estate industry. I love it. Uh, I love it. I love the multi-pronged approach. Um, you know, Long Island Prep does the same thing. Uh, you know, one no one problem has one you know solution or one way to prevent it. Um, so you really do go in depth and you really go around you know around the horn here i guess is the uh the term i would use because we kind of do the same thing when we're trying to prevent drug abuse and mental health issues but you know um to to have so many i guess arms of of your organization is is fantastic because like you said you know there's so many um variables that that kind of go into uh whether it's abuse you know sexual abuse verbal abuse physical abuse um and kids are they are deathly afraid of their abusive parents um, so I applaud you for that. I think that's a great way to go about it. Now, how has the reception been from the real, I mean, have you just started? Are, are you just getting your feet wet with it? Have you been out for a while? How have they kind of reacted to this from the, well, you know, from the real estate? Uh, but, yeah. Sure. We, we, this is fairly new. I've been doing as many podcasts and speaking engagements on it as possible to get the word out that we exist, that we're offering these services and, uh, and we we intend to make every property also safe certified. And we're telling kids. Uh, I have a, a YouTube channel and a, a TikTok. It's about a year, a year and a half now. And we're telling kids. And I know this is um, uh, how do you say? What's the word? Um, I don't know. A little outrageous, but I modeled my whole business, the whole business on. You don't, you won't need the courts because the courts, and I'm speaking from personal and professional experience. What do you need them for? They make horrible matters even worse from 
the laws, the courts, the judges, child protective service agencies, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, um, that you most probably you echo this because it's horrific out there. And we're both on the East Coast. It is absolutely horrific. Judges do not know what makes what makes a child safe. In fact, they force them to live with the abusive parent or abusive step parent and why. And they think that they're doing a good thing. Why pull the child from the from the home? It's not home when it's hell, when it's a war zone. So what how we are marketing this is is saying, look, hire us, we'll get your property also safe certified. Let's make respect a required standard. So that way, a lot of problems will just dissipate or disappear, uh, especially on the long run. This is practiced. This is, um, we feel that this is going to move. We're, we're moving the real estate industry in this direction. So it's not enough that you just give the keys to somebody, okay, pay the rent, shut the door or pay the mortgage, uh, fine, everything is okay. Well, what about what happens after the door is closed? People are very different, unfortunately, if you're an abuser. If you're not an abuser, you're the same. Public, private, it doesn't yeah. make a difference mm -hmm. really. But with an abuser, <laughs> it's very different. So um, the recession, the reception has been positive. It's been, I, I get, uh, we get a lot of, wow, this is very progressive. I never heard it approach this way. Um, and so we're just trying to really get the word out that we exist that, um, and that your children will be better off for it because we're giving voice and choice to children probably not probably uh, the most disenfranchised group of human beings on the planet. Um, you know, uh, so yeah. So thank you for your positive feedback, uh, echoing a lot of what we're doing because you're, like yeah. you said, you're doing a lot of similar things. I mean, you know, the, the way that you've kind of thought outside the box, you know, to put this all together, it really does kind of mirror and kind of parallel the way I've approached it. You know, I, I'm very lucky in that, you know, um, you know, talking about, you know, violence, um, you know, with, with kids and abuse kids, I'm very lucky that I was not the victim of, you know, such hell or such horrors. And I was also lucky enough to not, you know, run um, head on with addiction of any kind. So, um, but my experience comes from working with kids in schools, you know, as an educator. And when I see a lot of the cracks and I see a lot of the things that, you know, kind of occur with kids that cause them to go down the right, you know, the, the wrong path, that's what, what I did to use to put my, my programs together. And I, I feel like, you know, that that approach, it, it's like it can't fail because it's from so many different angles and we're getting it from so many different ways. I feel like Oh So Safe is doing that exact thing. And and it's so important. And, you know, um, one of the points that you made when you kind of reached out for the podcast is this idea that, you know, children need to have agency over their lives before, you know, 18 years of age. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. I feel like that's what you're doing. And it is a proactive, progressive, outside of the box approach. So, you know, kudos, because that's something uh, that, you know, I think is going to help a lot of kids, Sabrina. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much for the positive feedback. Again, uh, you know, these kids are suffering so much. Um, 
you know, we expect them to get good grades and be involved in all of these activities. And, uh, you know, if they're about to enter, you know, like high school, junior, senior year, pass the SATs and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, home is hell. And, and it starts from teeny tiny. I mean, pre-K, kindergarten, even before where the abuse is uh, a combination of verbal, physical, sexual abuse. So how can we as a society expect them to function um, when they have so much pressure at home and home is, you know, they just got told that they're nothing, that they, they got beat up. They are locked in their room. They are handed off maybe to their friends as a, a sex toy, or, I mean, this happens. This is not, you know, sometimes I get these looks like, oh, we shouldn't talk about it, or, you know, like, uh, this is not appropriate. And my answer is, well, if you feel that way as the adult, imagine the kids that are going through this, that are being sexually abused. Uh, The statistic is that 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. That's just in the U.S., just the ones that we know about. Uh, Five children a day are killed in this country, uh, children murdered at the hands of abusive parents, usually under the watch of a so-called Child Protective Service Agency. Um, There are... uh, um, 90% of children that are sexually abused know who their assaulter is, which means it's somebody in the family, uh, someone that the mother is dating, someone that the father is dating, um, a, a, a partner, a, an ex-partner. I mean, these are just horrific things. And, and, and then what happens? They turn to drugs They turn to self-mutilation. They turn to alcohol. They turn to um, continuing the cycle. Why? Why, why, why? So I'm so grateful that you do what you do with uh, Long Island Prep, that you're, you're also nipping it in the bud, you know? And it's important to talk about these things um, on the, um, on YouTube and TikTok we make it a point to talk openly about abuse, to say it's not your fault, you're not alone. Um, I talk about my own personal experience, so that way the kids think, like, you know, who is she? Who does she think she is? You know, right. like, what does she know? And right. I, that way they can relate, you mm-hmm. know. And and I want to say, even though you haven't been through abuse, but you're you grew up healthy, like you grew up in a good environment, you are instrumental in this whole equation because it's possible. It's done. It's being done. You don't have to live in an abusive environment. Um, it, that should not be the norm. The norm should be what you, how you grew up, where every, you know. And and we're not saying that there that it was perfect, that there was no arguing. But it didn't cross the line of abuse and violence, chaos, dysfunction. So these kids need to know that it's possible. Wow, um, I don't have to be like my father, my abusive father, or my abusive mother, like I'm doomed. Uh, You can break the cycle, and they have to know that they deserve to be in a good relationship 
They deserve to have a good guy or a good girl, like a, a healthy relationship, a good, um, you know, however long it lasts, whether it be one night, one date, or a committed long-term relationship. Um, and uh, we, you know, you and I, we really feel for these kids because uh, wow, you, you hear horror stories too much. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you hear these horror stories and I, I, you hear them all the time and you're thinking, you know, well, what the hell happened in that home that that could go on for so long? Um, and, you know, like you said, that those layers of protection um, aren't there. And also safe is, you know, committed to to implementing that extra layer of prevention and extra layer of protection. And we share the same mindset. I mean, why? You know, pre prevention is uh, the key to stopping these things from occurring, obviously, with what you're doing and what, you know, what we're doing. But, you know, you you really do bring up a lot of great points that, you know, having that th that that's um, I guess that oversight um, and having it, you know, accepted and implemented um, throughout, um, you know, this process really can make a difference. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly what you're striving for. So, you know, I think it's, um, it's obviously really important and, you know, you, you kind of bring up these points about a good relationship and about practicing, not being abusive. So let's kind of get into some of how you do that. I know you've got a lot of, you know, knowledge and a lot of experience and the way that you're kind of implementing these things with, with those. So safe, how do you, how do we do that? How do we, you know, what are some examples of being in a good relationship and how do we practice, you know, not being abusive? Yes, yes, excellent question. Listening is very important and we kind of take that for granted, right? So, especially when you come from violence, if you come from abuse, you know, you you're very reactive, you're very um on the defense all the time. So, and I I I stress that this is a practice because it's not just one and done. Uh you have to practice it every day with in every way whether with your with yourself and with your partner with your friends with your relationships um so listening is very important and and it is a practice you know so so kind of um when you're arguing with your partner you're dating someone and 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 they said something they said something that didn't sit right with you and listen you know, uh, if anything feels creepy, though, if anything makes you feel uncomfortable, let's say you're in a sexual relationship uh, and you're he or she is asking you to do cer a certain thing that you are not comfortable with. And they they try to say, no, it'll be fine. And I really like it. And that's a big red flag. You have to run. You You have to end it right then and there because it's just. They're, they're kind of roping you in, like, um, because abusers, they're, they know what they're doing. You know, they, they know how to manipulate, they know how to control. And they, at first, it could seem like compliments, almost like too many compliments. And maybe they want to always pay for dinner or pay for lunch. And that's a nice gesture. So don't get me wrong. Like, Sabrina, what are you saying? So... If somebody wants to do a, a nice gesture, that's not okay. No, it's absolutely okay. But if it's repetitive and then they lay maybe a guilt trip on you or or you try to pay, you know, let me pay. You're always paying for movies. You're always paying for popcorn. You're always paying um, and you want to pay. 
it shouldn't be a problem, you know, because um, they could be trying to control your finances, you know, uh, if they are, if, they, and I'm, I'm kind of in, uh, intertwining warning signs with what constitutes a good relationship. It needs to be said that pornography is a big driver of violence, huge. And we're not talking about erotica. Erotica is about sexual freedom. It's about consent. But pornography, especially BDSM, which a lot of teenagers are exposed to as young, actually even preteen, as young as 10 years old, practically, uh, boys and girls, um, that that is a big red flag. They need to become aware not to participate in pornography, not to purchase it, to know that it exists. And that when they're on their social media and they come across something pornographic, they need to know, wow, this is not what I want for myself, BDSM. I mean, look at the acronym, which, by the way, is legal. Uh, And this is mostly women doing the abusing. Bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. What adult needs to be near that, let alone a child? You're talking about manipulation, slavery, control, domination. So uh, I want to make it a point to say this on your podcast because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are are children of all ages, right? Teenagers, preteen, tween. They need to know that um, that is not a healthy relationship, that they should not participate, that if they're curious... Okay, they're curious, but they need to know, wow, this is really bad. That's rape. That's a date. Like, that would be a date rape, what they're doing. And it's, you know, it it could pass off as, well, that's pornography. That's just how they do things. No, that's that's a crime. That's sexual assault right there of both men and women. You know, it, it goes hand in hand. Um Something that I like to say is that to try uh, uh, as a as a good tactic in being in a good relationship, try to stay in the moment. And this is a practice, something that I'm I'm practicing myself. Try not to think about the past. Don't think about the future. Stay in the moment with your partner. So let's say you're out to dinner, out to lunch, and you're having a good time. But if you're conditioned to kind of, I got to start an argument and it's almost unconscious, right? It's almost unconscious. If you come from a violent or abusive background, try to enjoy that you're having a good meal. You're you're having a great time with your partner. You're you're at a a restaurant or you're at a, a cafe and don't ruin it by saying something that might be mm, just on the verge of an argument, conflict, enjoy that moment. You deserve it. You don't fall into the program of your abusive parents, abusive step-parents, abusive family members, because you deserve that good moment. So, and that's something that you have to learn and practice because you could sabotage it and then you're broken up And it's like, wow, why did I ruin that? Now he's gone, she's gone. And that was the best relationship I've ever had. So that's important too, to not 
to let the good in, you know, um, let the good in, let, if it feels good, then let that, let that really continue. Um, and don't sabotage it. Um, I want to say don't fight in front of your children. That's a big one. And I'm not saying you're not going to have conflict. You're not going to disagree. You're not going to argue. But if you know, like in your mind, this is red, but your partner says it's blue. So find a way to get your kids or your pets or, or your, um, uh, well, we're talking about more kids, but try not to fight in front of them because it's very traumatic and abusive parents, abusive step parents love an audience, especially children. They love the me monster effect, you know, like, look at me, I have all this power and I'm fighting in front of you. And so this is to keep you on watch and on guard. And it, it's so bad. It's so it's bad. Like, um, it's like, it's like psychological warfare, you know, like really trying to co continue that, that dominance, I guess, to the people who you feel are weaker than you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I hope I gave some uh, good examples or enough examples of a good relationship and warning signs of a bad one. Another warning sign is if your partner has you changing the way you look, you know, if you liked fashion and you wore the short skirts or the, the you know, uh, the nice dresses or or pants or whatever, and then your partner says to you, you're dating somebody and you know, I want you all to myself. Why don't you cover up? I don't want anybody looking at you. In the beginning, that could seem like, wow, he or she really cares about me. They just want me for themselves. But be careful because you shouldn't change who you are. Uh, just because, you know, you're dating someone. In fact, they should be saying, they should be complimenting you and saying, wow, I really like how you look or I, that that's what attracted me to you. And so that's another warning sign, I would say, especially for students among each other, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends, they'll try to control and manipulate. And, um, and, and as I mentioned, therapy, uh, we are big proponents of therapy at also safe. So there is shame in not getting help versus getting help. So I feel like students, therapy helped me. And I was in college when I went to my first uh, psychologist. And it's scary. It's intimidating. You don't want anyone to know that you're going to therapy. Uh, and, you know, all the noise, like, what if somebody finds out this is stupid? A therapist is not going to help me. Try it out anyway. That's my advice to students. Um, yeah. If they have access to a therapist in any way, shape, or form, um, uh, any therapy is better. Well, I don't want to say any therapy, but good therapy is better than no therapy. And and try on a few therapists for size. You know, not all therapists are created equal. So you'll be a better fit maybe for another therapist if 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 you went to uh, you had a bad therapy session don't let that discourage you um you know try on a few and 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 the the i i found that the test for me of a good therapist was 
after you leave the first session, if you feel a little less heavier, bingo, that's your therapist. Right. Not lighter, less heavy because it's a process and it's a lot of work. Um, so I, I hope I answered the question, Paul. Sometimes I go off on a tangent, but, uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 and, and I, I definitely echo with, um, some of the things that you're saying in terms of therapists, you know, one of the things that we advocate, um, and that we, we kind of communicate, um, in my opinion, seeing a therapist for a child. So a child between the ages of, let's say 12 and 20, right? That tumultuous time period of being a teenager, right? They're in that gray area. They're not children anymore, but they're not yet adults. And they're obviously going through a lot of changes and a lot of things, you know, in their lives. If they're, you know, if they're not in a situation that you're talking about, imagine being in, I mean, you can imagine it, but, you know, uh, for a child who is in that situation, you know, therapy could be um, a game changer and a lifesaver. So uh, we are definitely with you on that. And, you know, um, for me, I just feel like, that 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 component needs to be communicated more because you said before, you know, maybe people don't want to know that you're in therapy or this is stupid or whatnot. But that's part of the stigma that existed for, you know, mental health help um, prior to this whole thing. I think what we're trying to do is break through that and, you know, get rid of that stigma so that therapy and, you know, mental health can be as important to people as their physical health. Because, I mean, one drives the other and vice versa, right, to live our healthy lives. Absolutely. I, we agree a hundred percent. Yes. If, if you're not, uh, if your head, your mental state is not okay, you know, I'll say, okay, then your, your physical, your physical state will suffer. You know, I, I think nothing will break a body down like abuse, violence, chaos, dysfunction, you know, um, especially it starts as a child, you know, uh, and, and if you didn't correct it and do your homework and face it and, and fix it, uh, and continue to fix it, you got to do your homework, then it'll haunt you and you'll repeat the same mistakes. You'll continue it. And as we say, it also safe. if you're a survivor, you have one job and that job is not to repeat the cycle. Right. Do everything you can mm -hmm. not to repeat the cycle for yourself and your kids, right. because the world does not need another abuser, another violent person, another chaotic, dysfunctional. It, it, it's just, you know, yeah. like you said, life is has enough of its complications and worries and concerns, you know, you and I'm sure um, like the school shootings. I mean, it's just insane. And what these kids have to go through on a daily basis, I mean, we're talking about teeny tiny kids, I, I believe uh, first grade kindergarten, they are putting the blood of their dead friends on them to fake out the shooter. So that way they don't get shot. The And, 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 and yet courts can't give children uh, the right to say, I'm not safe with mom and dad. I'm not safe with stepmom and stepdad. I want to go live with aunt, uncle. These kids are putting the blood of their dead friends on them. They know they, we, we don't give them enough credit, you know, um, especially the courts. It's horrible. 
I, I find it absolutely disgusting. And Child Protective Services, I have to say, they make horrible matters even worse. And I'm speaking from personal and professional experience. So that's why I, I really, um, uh, really uh, made it a point at Oso Safe to kind of really cover all of our bases. So that way you won't have you won't have to call them. You won't have to call them. You everything gets resolved right in residency, right right where you live, because that's where it happens. If you trace pretty much every school shooter, their home life, and I'm not excusing them, don't misunderstand me. Their home was hell. Their home life was hell. Because if you if you come from a good atmosphere, a good environment, you are not going to take a weapon, a gun, and shoot up a school, kill a bunch of kids and teachers and staff. Yeah. No way. No yeah. way. So so it's too late to do something then, right? Like there's people murdered. Why didn't the school and the parents and you know nip it in the bud when that kid was three, four, five years old. I'm talking about the shooter. There were signs. There were plenty of signs. So we need to really pull it back and yeah. really get these kids to safety way, way sooner. You know, and and you're actually speaking directly to one of the programs um, that we have created. And I I have to interject with that because I feel like you're, you know, it's almost like you and I met before <laughs> at some of the things that we're doing. Uh, uh, you know, what I've got basically is this intervention program uh, that helps the stakeholders. So the teachers, the school officials, the parents, you know, when there's a red flag, we want to put these kids, um, you know, there's a teamwork approach. We want to put them on a plan with goals and benchmarks and keep, you know, keep everybody in the know about what's happening with that child before things turn violent or before things turn, you know, before they turn to drugs and alcohol, before they turn to suicidal thoughts and and obviously actions. So, um, you know, again, I, I, I love what you're saying. You're speaking my language. You're doing it um, with your organization that really does parallel so well with mine. So you and I are going to speak off the air uh, just because, you know, I just uh, I feel like there's so much synergy there, uh, Sabrina. So thank you. Thank you so much for all the amazing things um, that you're doing. And I did want to give you a couple minutes. So let's uh, let's talk about your book. I, I, I know you wrote a children's book, um, Home Safe Home, uh, for you and me, and and you know some of the other things that that you've got working with Oso Safe. So uh, you know the rest of the time is yours. Go for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, we we definitely have to talk uh, uh, when we go off the air. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, the book uh, it. Uh, it it gives children voice and choice. And I, I really, it is also for adults, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely inclusive, but I wanted to really focus on kids. Like I, I have one page here that, um, know that for the moment, which means right now you are safe. And, and I talk about respect and disrespect and abuse and non-abuse and, you know, just the different ways families, you know, the family that um, is is respectful and then the family that isn't respectful, you know, and that it's not your fault and you're not alone. And I don't know if you could see, but um, it was important for me to say that 
after the fighting stops, you know, go to, because I, I went through this, go to a safe space in your house, in your apartment, and just breathe. And I, I explain the breathing in the book. Um, and and just know that you're not alone. It's not your fault. And that and that when you when you're ready, go to school and say your cheer, whether it be quietly or in a normal voice or in a loud voice. I want to live where I am also safe and I am also safe with, and they get to fill in the blank. And if they're not ready, that's okay. We meet them where they're at, you know, and we say, we know that it's scary. We know, we understand, um, but you deserve to be safe. You deserve to be also safe. And um, so I, I go over just all of these um to introduce the concept of safety, like to stay in the moment, like, because there is a point where the fighting stops, the verbal, physical, sexual abuse is stops until the next episode. So in that space to just try to know that you're safe right now, just right now, this moment, not the past, not the future right now. And, um, and I've, I've gotten so much positive feedback from kids from the book. Um, and it is a staple. It, it, it will be a staple in also safe certified properties. Like I mentioned, because it lays the groundwork, it, it just lays the groundwork, like the foundation of, we will hear you kids. We separate from the parents. We respect the parents, but just to let the kids know we're going to hear you. We're here for you. It's about you, kids. It's about you. Um, enough of the silencing, waiting until you're 18. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and we're saving yeah. lives that way, just like you are. You know, we're sa we save lives that way, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? You're giving voice to the voiceless and you're giving, uh, you know, an opportunity to you know to come out of a bad situation before it gets worse and that again that that just that mirrors everything that we're doing here with long island prep so sabrina um thank you so much you know and um i i i, I want to give you a chance i know you want to talk about you have a youtube channel you have a TikTok, um you have a website you have a whole bunch of stuff to tell us about before we let you go so why don't you go ahead and and uh do that and uh you know let's uh let's hear all about it uh, we're on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we talked about the TikTok and the uh, the YouTube and, and the website, as you mentioned. And uh, the children's book is on Amazon and other sites. I see it uh, um, being sold on other sites. And yeah, that's the best way to reach us, really, to, to connect with us. Okay. All right, Sabrina Oso out there doing so many important things to help protect our children, <clears throat> and we want to help you do that. So, so you did a tremendous job for us today. Thank you so much for coming on the Mission Z Empowering Change podcast, and you are empowering change. You are making a difference. You are helping kids. So, so keep it up. Keep up the great work, and you know, let's chat because I feel like there's a lot of things we can do together. Likewise. Thank you so much, Paul. This was so great. My pleasure. And thank you again for coming on. And thank you to all of our listeners. So here on the Mission Z Empowering Change podcast, who is sponsored by Long Island Prep. If you are a parent or professional in your community or an educator in your town, 
Don't forget to visit the website, longislandprep.org, to learn more about our three pillars of action for drug abuse prevention and mental health awareness. And playpioneersports.com for all things youth sports to learn more about us and our partnerships with the great businesses out there. Don't forget to visit the missionzpodcast.com website. Smash that subscribe button and keep your eyes posted for the next episode. Sabrina, thank you again very much. We'll talk to you soon.